Daydreaming About Dragons. Episode 68, we're into season two. And I'm thinking about something I wrote in a blog post about perception roles and investigation roles. Uh, thinking about things I see online. Uh, I, I've been spending a lot of time on, on, on subreddits, particularly subreddits with brand new DMs. And that's been really cool. It's been really interesting and inspirational, uh, interacting with folks and, and, and getting to help. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And in the age of streaming, you can watch people play, right? And you can see the technique. So that gets me thinking. That's very inspirational too. And, and that gets me daydreaming. And so I wrote a blog post about it called Can We Talk About Perception Roles? Uh, it's got a bunch of examples of play in it check it out. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. And in it, I wrote something and I, I think I didn't realize that I was writing something important, but maybe it might be the best thing I, in the whole blog post. Uh, and I, in it, I say consequences, context, and cool shit at all times. And I thought it would be a good idea to go over that. I think any one of those three C's, you know, consequences, context, cool shit, uh, you know, when, when you're GMing, is something that is important. And it might be important when you're playing too. Let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Because I I have this vague feeling that the techniques and the thoughts and the things that we want to do when we're GMing are the exact same thing when we're playing a character uh, on a a different scale, on a different angle. Uh, I could be wrong. We'll come back to it. So let's talk about those three C's. Consequences, right? And I think when people talk about consequences, they think about negative things, right? The players killed the sheriff, therefore the the lord of the realm is going to send, you know, all of their knights. You know, uh, the, the players robbed the shop, therefore the sheriff is coming for them. Uh it, it's it's stuff like that, and it doesn't have to be, you know. Think of the player's actions as as throwing a stone in a pond, and the consequences are those ripples, and it might cause a frog to jump, and it might cause a frog to croak pleasingly. Uh, so let's let's talk about two consequences from from media. You know, taking a an inspiration goat moment. We've got this, the Red Wedding, uh, Game of Thrones. You know, if you don't know, I'll sum up. Sorry to spoil it if you don't know. Uh, Rob Stark was supposed to marry uh, a Frey. He doesn't. He marries for love. And he, the, the Freys feel cheated. And so when they go to cross the, the river that the Freys' castle is built on, they invite them to dinner and slit all their throats and shoot them with crossbows and... and Blah de blah de blah de blah de blah. So that's a consequence of an action, right? Uh, in in burning wheel terms, you could almost see it. Uh, the player has a belief. Uh, you know, I will not be like my parents. I will marry for love. I think all the problems that we're in is because of their ridiculous marriage. And then so they do marry for love, and or he has a, a, a you know a, a belief that he breaks, which is I will do what my family needs me to do. And he breaks it, which is kind of, I think, kind of cooler. Probably better. Probably better. And, 
he breaks that belief and marries for love and the phrase are angry and blah, 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 blah. Death, 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 death. Okay, that's one consequence. And I think that's what most people think of when they say consequences. I don't think it needs to. Here's another consequence. Conan the Barbarian, the old one, with Arnold and Mako. And Conan and his buddies just got done robbing a snake tower, a snake cult tower. And the king calls them in after they've been, you know, drinking and and eating and, and dancing their success away. And in doing, and, and they, the, the king calls them, he thinks he's going to get, uh, you know, hanged for thievery. And instead, the, you know, the, the, the king, Osrix, you know, salutes them because his daughter has, has gone to, to Tulsa Doom for, for wisdom. And that's a nice one, right? That's a nice consequence. It, it, it brings further adventure. It gives the players a patron. Uh, it, it, it illustrates things about the world. It shows the reach that Tulsa Doom has had. Love that consequence. So when we're thinking about consequence, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And if you're only showing negative consequences in your world for the player's actions and they seem a little ground down, think about that. Think about what are some positive consequences, you know? Especially if you're into like a standard D&D thing and, and I'd imagine that community is pretty tight-knit. That adventuring, tomb-raiding, treasure-hunting community is pretty tight-knit. And everybody talks. So when someone does a cool thing, everybody hears about it. Okay. Context. I think context and consequences are right up together, right? Uh, it is about taking these weird fantasy things and weaving them together, right? Uh, one of your players is playing, you know, a nigh immortal elf. Another player is playing a paladin of the sun god. Okay, we need to start thinking, what do, what does the sun deity think of these nigh immortal elves? And what do the elves think of the, 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 of the sun deity, Right? putting it all in context, weaving it together, right? The sun deity isn't crazy about the elves because the elves look at the sun as just another star, right? They honor the sun at dawn and at dusk, but they honor all stars equally because they're, they're not so small-minded. Giving it context, putting things into place, and, and hugely important, huge, huge, hugely important, weaving it together. Uh, and then cool shit just cool shit, you know? And cool shit is like the, the, the myofacial tissue that just goes over everything. Because you, you've got these opportunities to, to weave that cool shit in all over the place. And I think the other thing that cool shit needs to be, and this is something that I learned from the, the shadow of yesterday, is that you can put things in the game occasionally because you just like them. I think a lot of the times... Uh, the GMs are these arbiters of fun and these curators of a great experience. Uh, and so they stop. They don't put things in just because they like them, just because they think they're cool. It's totally fine to do that. Cool shit. It could be something you think is cool. It could be something the players think is cool. It could be something that by agreeing it to be in that genre, you all have said is cool. So, yeah, cool shit. If you find yourself tired, 
just don't like the prep and, and aren't enjoying the game, could be you're not putting enough cool shit in there. Could be you're, you know, I think it's, there are a lot of things that could lead to that kind of exhaustion, uh, especially nowadays, especially in the COVID era. But think about that cool shit. Look for it. Where is it? Where's the stuff you love? Huh? Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm trying to, I think in reflecting on, on games and gaming, uh, things are coming to the fore of, of you know, of, of the philosophy of gaming that I enjoy and the things that are working for me. And, and this might be one of them. Consequences, context, cool shit at all times. And, and if you aren't sure what to do, look, you can look down and say, okay, let's have some consequences for what the players have done, right? All right, let's give this thing that has happened some context. Let's put these people into context. Let's put this dungeon into context in the world around it. And there you go. And then if you're not sure about that, let's throw some cool shit out there. We can give it context later. All right. Not bad. It's a start. It's a start. I think I could do a 10-minute 10 10 bit on all those Cs. Consequences, context, cool shit. We'll, we'll, we're going to circle back around to that. We're definitely going to as I try to like write down and, and put to put to words what, what it is that we do. Hey, does your jamming have some kind of little phrase that you like? What is it? What is it? What are your three things? Do you have a different C that you like? Do you have a different letter altogether? Let me know. Let me know what's going on at your table. Let me know what, what you think should be there other than consequences, context, and cool shit. Uh, maybe there are better words. I'd love to hear them. All right. Inspiration go time. Ooh, Dawnbringer. Into the lair of the sun god. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Thank you, Inspiration Goat. That's excellent. So, back in the day when there was this social media platform called Google+, I was looking around trying to figure out uh, more about the heavy metal scene because there's so much heavy metal now. It's like, uh, I think there's so much of everything now with music and, and it's so spread out and, and uh, there's so many different kinds of metal and subcategories that I was having a different, difficult time kind of sorting through it. And so I found three bands and a, couple, you know, a bunch of songs that I really liked so I could kind of start to figure out my taste and ask some friends. I was like, hey, you know, uh, I, I had some really good friends. Uh, a lot of the, the, the Burning Wheel crew are very into heavy metal and, and are, are really knowledgeable about it. So it was cool. And my buddy Dro mentioned this album, uh, Dawnbringer, Into the Lair of the Sun God. And I'm bringing it up because it is a concept album. So you, it, you can understand the lyrics and it reads more like a novel, right? You want to like listen to it in order, in song order, all the way through. Uh, the, the, the names of each song are just chapter numbers and it has a story. And I think the cool thing about finding inspiration from songs is that lyrics really are a kind of poetry and poetry makes for really good adventures because they're kind of vague and they just hit you with, with imagery and, and they, they hit you with a feeling and 
that's like that's great adventure fodder, right? Uh, almost more so than than books or movies in a lot of ways, because you're going to take those feelings and you're going to make them your own in a unique way. It's going to be different, and it's it's not it might probably might not even be recognizable. And and you know you can or you can just take it literally. Remember when I was a teenager? I think Kiss had a song called Crazy Nights. Back when they took their makeup off. Huge mistake. Anyway. <laughs> and the, the, the GM at the time put a K in front of the knights and made the Crazy Nights. And, and we fought this group of like evil monsters who were knights. Uh, so you can take it literally. Or you can just find one line and just say, what is that about? Right? Th- th- there's a line from a, a Zealand Ardor song uh, that says, uh, cast my name in the salt and stone. I was just like, oh, wow, I can't stop thinking about that. And I, I, I threw it in an adventure uh, because I had to. I was, I was compelled. I was moved. And I think that's why music is so good at, at inspiring adventure, right? Um, not only because we're in really a ridiculous golden age, of, of fantasy, D&D-inspired metal. But, 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 uh, poetry and, and music and feelings make for good, excellent, really, uh, adventure inspiration. Because I, I love, one thing I really like about the format of Trophy Gold Adventures is that they have these things called moments. And they're really nice. It's just like little tiny things that happen and, and, and things you notice. And those feel very real. We talk more about moments in an upcoming... Uh, I'm not going to go too much into them because we talk about them a bunch. Uh, we have a whole show about moments. That's the theme in an upcoming uh, trophy podcast. And, and Jason and I just dig in. It's really good. So I'm looking forward to... To, to unveiling that and, and sharing it with you all uh, because it's really fun. But anyway, Into the Lair of the Sun God, really fun. Check it out. Uh, it, and it doesn't have to be, it absolutely doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't have to be metal. It doesn't have to be anything with lyrics. Uh, I was making a, uh, a, a playlist for Blaze in the Dark. I was making kind of a Spotify playlist. And, and you know, Biggie Small's Ten Crack Commandments is definitely in there. It's definitely in there. I mean, he literally lays out rules for, for a criminal life. And it's, it's great. We, we, we used to reference it all the time in our... In our uh, in our Blades in the Dark Bluecoats game. You know, they, they came across this real rookie crew at one point and they were, they were, they were doing their own drugs. And, and of course, Strash said, you know, never get high on your own supply. Like, it's just, of course he said that. So check out as a source of inspiration, as a source of adventure inspiration and, and fantasy and science fiction inspiration, check out song lyrics. It doesn't have to be Into the Lair of the Sun God. It doesn't have to be that literal. It can be whatever. You know? Uh, it doesn't have to be metal. It can be, it can be rap and hip-hop. 
And I have this, this fantasy hip hop group that's out there somewhere being born. Uh, there's a group of kids, uh, a group of POC kids in the Bronx somewhere right now playing D&D. And they are going to form a rap group and they're going to rap about it. And I'm going to be so happy. I can't wait. I can't wait for those kids, whoever they are right now, to make that album. Because uh, I really, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't found really, I know that there's nerdcore. I don't want nerdcore. I want hip hop with a bit of fantasy. And I haven't found it yet. I don't know. I'm still looking. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's out there and I just haven't found it. Because I had a similar journey with, with rap and hip-hop where I looked at what I was hearing on the radio and, and maybe back in the day it was even MTV. And I was like, man, this isn't everything. I know there's more to this, more than this out here. What, what else? These are like five songs I like. What else is out there that's like this? I think I went on that journey like in the live journal days. And, and people helped me kind of find good stuff. Uh, you know, that's when I kind of uncovered the, the Dead Prez and uh, a bunch of other folks. Um, Saul Williams and, and, you know, a bunch of really cool political, political hip, you know, progressive hip hop. It was good. Really good. So, yeah, dig in. Just dig in. Find a genre you like. Find a song you like and dig into it. And... And dig into, dig into the lyrics, dig into the feelings of the song, you know, make that adventure, make that encounter, make that campaign. I think, I think you could absolutely run a campaign by playing a song and being like, I don't know what I want out of this, but I want to play this and then see what people are bringing, getting out of it. And that's one of the reasons why I've talked before about having a theme song to a game and, and, you know, talking about the intro, you know, the kind of HBO style show intro because it's a it's a it's a shorthand it's an artistic shorthand that allows you to communicate feelings more than you know this is what your this is what your character sees it allows you to kind of step back and say something else about the game through a different angle which is valuable so check that out uh if you check out any of these bands uh you know uh Dawnbringer or any of them, uh, Saul Williams or Dead Prez or whatever. I'll try to have some links in the show notes uh, so you can track those folks down. It's good stuff. There's so much good stuff out there now. And uh, who is your favorite? What's going on with you? Who do you like? What's a song that really inspires your game table and makes you say, oof, I want to play that? You know, I know a lot of folks like The Sword. They're pretty awesome. Well, let me know. Zeal and Ardor are a bit favorite of mine. I think I've even, they might have been like uh, an inspiration goat subject of like the first or second episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. And I'd love to hear what you're thinking and, and what you're listening to and what's inspiring you. So drop me a line. Let me know. Cool. Let's outro. Thank you so much for listening to Daydreaming About Dragons. I appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show, you can do a number of things. You can drop a review. Drop me a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast listener you are listening to that allows for reviews. Uh, it really helps the show. It helps everything. So it helps the, the algorithm. So 
drop a line, do that. If you want to, if you want to even write something, that's even better. Say something about what people are getting into when they click play on a daydreaming about dragons episode. That'd be wonderful. You can email me or tweet at me. Uh, I've got a, my Twitter is inspira- at inspiration goat, all one word. I'm still floating on getting that uh, Twitter account. And let me know what's going on at your game. Let me know, you know, this episode, we've got a lot of things going on. So let me know what your three words would be as a GM. Let me know what, what songs and what poetry and what art is inspiring your game. Drop me a line. What, what song makes you want to adventure? What song have you based an adventure on? Drop me a line and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And there are places to, uh, to donate. Uh, we've got that. It is up in the show notes. So feel free to drop that line and let me know. And there's one more thing I'm going to share. Uh, there is a link. I'm going to put it at the top of the show notes. Uh, it is called the Hold the Line Guide. And it's just about... Uh, if you're concerned about the election this year, this might be a cool way to be prepared and or be a little more prepared. It's a, called a guide to defending democracy. So that'll be up there. It's called the look for the link, hold the line and check it out, spread it around, join a training. Let's behold democracy and I will I'll see you next week. All right. Daydreaming about dragons, and we're in episode 67. I don't know what the fuck episode number we're in.